welcome to the Journey to Oneness podcast. All right, we're back again. Hello, everyone. Hope you're having a great morning, afternoon, evening, whatever kind of time of day it is where you are, so that way you know you can enjoy your day. Uh, so um, yes. we're back. Hope you enjoyed the last podcast. I uh, hope it was a blessing to you. So this time, I think we have a topic. I think that's always seemed like it's in the news nowadays. Uh, freedom of speech, you know, the, the, I can say what I want to say. You know, it's, I, I'm going to tell my truth. You know, you know, that's what's going on nowadays. People telling their truth. But it seems like in marriages nowadays, we're not being honest with one another. Mm-hmm. And people feel sometimes as though they don't have the ability to speak freely right. in their marriages. Right. Right. Um, but how do you actually have a marriage when you're not speaking freely? You can't right. really communicate effectively. So one of the things that we want to try to like open up a dialogue or a topic and uh, start maybe, you know, a conversation mm-hmm. around, you know, verbal freedom in marriage. Right. What is it? What is, not, what is it not? What is right. That? So, um, sweetie. So we like to start off with um, a, um, a scripture on the word freedom. Um, and the definition of the word freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, the definition is the power of right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. And the scripture for freedom is, it is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you do not use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Mm-hmm. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love, that's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. If you bite or ravage each other, watch out. In no time at all, you will be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? And that's from Galatians 13, only 5, 13 through 15 in the Message Bible. Yeah, that, that's, that's a powerful uh, statement. So I mean, think yeah, about it. That scripture just speaks speaks it all. Yeah. Honestly, it just sums it all up. And having freedom to speak in your marriage. That's powerful. I mean, that could be just not just your marriage, but any friendship or any relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, that scripture fits for anybody. Yeah, it it, it kind of gives you the understanding that yeah, you do have the right to say your piece. Right. But it says here very clearly: do not bite and ravage one another. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, when we some of the words sometimes, especially nowadays in marriages, you know, people when you see people, and I don't know if it's because it, it's don't take this the wrong way, uh, it's some of the TV shows I think we watch, right? Some of the movies that we that you, life who, imitating art thing. Who you said don't take that the wrong way? People in general, oh, okay. people in general, not necessarily you. No, nah, you don't want. <laughs> yeah. You, you I mean, sure. in the beginning, you know, early when it first came out, you used to watch those. You know, I call them ratchet shows. Yeah. I can't watch them because they make me angry. So I, I definitely can't. I, I can't allow myself to watch. But see, what what you don't know is that some of those shows, when I watch them, I actually be praying for people. Yeah. No, I'm not saying you in general. I'm just saying people in general. Now, I know. I, I didn't know why you was watching. Mm-hmm. I just was like, hey, that's a thing. Some, not all of them. Yeah. But um, I think a lot of times life imitates art. Mm-hmm. You know, so people start, you know, yelling, screaming, cussing. Yeah. Throwing stuff. You know, they saying stuff that they shouldn't say. You know, parents, children, children to parents, siblings to siblings, husbands to wives, you know, it, just random strangers. We've, we've gotten to the point where we think freedom of speech means 
I can just verbally beat someone over the head as if there's no recourse, there's no consequence, there's no damage done to the person as well as my own self. Right. So this this right here, uh, the definition, the power or right to act, speak, or think as one as one wants without hindrance or restraint. So when you think about the definition and then you think about the scripture, you do have the right to say it, yep. but yep. you have to say it with a position of love. Right. And just know that when you say it, um, you're not sure you shouldn't be doing it just to make the person angry or to make the person mad at you. Because either way, when you say it, you got a consequences to pay behind it, behind mm -hmm. the words that you say. So you got to be careful what you say and how you say it, um, because that could be a hindrance, too. That can stop a person from not having freedom, uh, freedom to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, it could cause them to shut down. That's and that happens a lot. Say. It happens a whole lot. That happens a lot. So, and, and I think, and here's another thing I think that's kind of crazy, right? So, my verbal freedom should not become your verbal lockdown. Or, yeah. like you said, some people shut down when they hear certain things. If your intention is, well, I just said it. I mean, if you can't take it, that's on you. It, Emotional restraints. Yeah, we, that's what it comes down to. I, it, I we have to be able to what? Do it in love. Yeah, we have to. It has to be done in love. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot. So I can't speak for everybody, but me, I can tell when I'm about to say something that's a little slick, because my intention is I'm going to win this point. Oh, I don't care how you feel. I don't care how it's coming across. I don't really care about the impact. Oh, you going uh, you going to hear how I feel? Right. Right. Well, sometimes that's not beneficial no. because me being in bondage to how I feel may not be freedom to what's going to be right. Right. And a lot of times we lose sight of that. Every time that I feel I'm free, I can say what I want to say. Well, mm -hmm. did you just really put yourself in a prison now that you have to work to get out of? You know, sometimes men, we call it the doghouse. Right. You know, um, yeah, I told her, you know, that kind of thing. Well, when you told her, what would you expect the backlash to be? Right. And how did you tell her? You know? How did you say it? What was the words that you said that make her, you know, or was your words making her, is making her react a certain way? Mm -hmm. um, is she's going to have backlash on, you know, arguing? She's going to be argumentative or she's going to be, is, uh, uh, your words is going to make her shut down? I mean, it depends on how the person is going to say it and what they're going to say. Yeah. So it all comes down to um, you have to be careful what you say and when to say it. Yeah. You have to know when to say stuff. Everything, yeah. just because we had a freedom to say it, doesn't mean that everything needs to be said. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't say it at all, but sometimes it's the timing part of it. You That's have huge. To, you, have to, you have to think about the timing part. Um, because if you don't think about timing, you can blow that thing all the way up. Yep. And it could be a whole lot worse for you. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Well, like the, just like the verse says, right? So, rather use your freedom to serve one another. We're married, yep. right? So, if I'm trying to make my life your responsibility, because now I'm the man, you know, and, and that that understanding of well, I'm a man. You know, the Bible says I'm the man of the house. You know, all this all this misunderstanding of what Scripture really means when it says that you're the head. Um, Christ was the head; he served. Right. Christ was the, the sacrifice that got his bride freedom. Mm -hmm. So when we say that I'm the man of the house, 
my responsibility is I'm going to set the standard on what communication should look like. Yes. So regardless of where we came from, I own a responsibility. And that's how I kind of, it kind of how it broke out too. Because we both, like I said, we everybody knows this, I think by now. We both came from situations where we didn't understand how to communicate in a marriage. Because right. we didn't see it. You know, um, when we did see it, mm-hmm. it was com- very conflicted. Yeah. You know, it was very, it was, uh, it was not what the image mm-hmm. and what the, what we were getting right. told. It didn't match up. Um, so it was it was kind of uh, important to understand that just because I can say it, it has to provide grace to the hearer. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what the Bible says. You know, let, let my speech provide grace to the hearer. So if, if I'm not providing grace to the hearer, am I really free? No. Right. No. You have to give your you have to give your spouse room to speak, because if you don't give your spouse, your spouse room to speak, it's going to bring on stress is going to bring on resentment it's going to bring on a lot of different things people they're going to shut down and not going to really say much to you or they're not going to say none at all so if they have a situation instead of them coming to talk to you and being be able to communicate with you they're going to go to someone else and talk about it mm-hmm. and then when they go to someone someone else to talk about it sometimes they go to the opposite sex and then when that opposite sex listening to what they're saying um because of doing the way they're feeling they're going to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and then it'll lead into other things that it shouldn't lead into yeah but it led that way because you never gave your spouse a um, chance to be themselves, to freely speak, mm-hmm. to talk situations out. You know, you, they, everybody, some, not everybody, but some people just want to be heard. Um, they just want their portions to be um, to be heard and said and not the spouse. They want the spouse to be quiet, don't say nothing, just submit. And that's not how it's supposed to go. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, that that wasn't the way it was supposed to be intended, and and the two shall become one flesh. Right. How do you become one flesh when one person's in bondage and the other person has liberty? Right. You don't become one flesh. Mm-hmm. You remain two because you're divided. Yep. Right. One person has to be subservient while another person feels though they have all the liberty and all the strength and all the power. Right. When you when you really think about it, it it's not intended to be a dominant situation. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't. Yeah, I I can't dominate the conversation. Um, at the end of the day, the greatest responsibility is to do it in love. Right, right, especially in a marriage, especially Mm -hmm. in a marriage. Um, so if you think about it, right, so what is it? What is verbal freedom in marriage? Right. So we got four four of those. One is the ability to express yourself freely. Yeah, we've been saying yeah. Yeah. Two is being able to have an opinion. So can we? So oh, can go back. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. So being able to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be allowed to have an opinion. Right. That doesn't mean that the person is saying. Well, it, sometimes it may mean that, but not necessarily. I'm right, but I'm giving you my feedback. I'm giving you my input. Right. We're having a dialogue. Oh, yeah. And so, okay, well, you know, the paper is white. No, mm-hmm. the paper is, you know, off-white. The paper's kind of right. opaque, you know. Well, you okay, well, what color paper is, as long as you, you yeah. what you're supposed to do with Okay, paper. so can we agree that right. it's the paper? Yeah. Can we agree that this is going to be the paper that we're going to use for this particular thing? Mm-hmm. Will it meet the need at the end? Right. Um, but a lot of times we get stuck on, well, it's not the paper that I brought. You know, back in my day, we used this particular, uh, this particular type of paper. Right. And we fight over little things. Yes. Because, well... You're supposed to be my wife. I'm supposed to be your husband. Why can't I say it? Huh. 
okay, you can say it, but are you trying to fight about it? Well, sometimes they, they when they want to say it, they ask that question, why I can't say it. It's not that they want to fight. It's that they never had an opportunity to say what they want to say because when the spouse would say it, um, will allow them to talk, they would shut them down. Yes. So it's not that they was trying to be argumentative. They actually really wanted to say something and the spouse would cut them off uh, and wouldn't allow that person or, you know, that person to speak or say what they needed to say. Or... There's another scenario that I think that ties into marriages coming into those type of situations. A person comes into that relationship from their home life, and when they were at home, they didn't have a voice. Right. And they they had mm-hmm. thoughts, they had feelings, they had opinions, but they didn't have a voice. They couldn't verbalize right. their wants, their desires, because either their parents or grand whoever was you know whoever was providing for them made them feel like you know what you say, how you feel, in your thoughts. They don't carry weight with me. No. Silence. You know? And so now they're in their home. You know, mm-hmm. I, we're, we, I finally got a voice. I can say what I want to say. And so now it comes out hot because it's repressed. It's been repressed and just beat down for so long. So now it's like, you're not going to tell me to shut up ever again. And they're really not arguing with you. Mm-hmm. They may be arguing with mom. They may be arguing with dad. They may be arguing with an older sibling. But the face that they see in the moment may be yours. And maybe vice versa. I mean, the person that's coming that they're talking to can be strong, strong head, strong minded. You know, yeah. um, they can be the ones that um, you're going to do as I say, mm-hmm. uh, no, no matter what. And so because they're that way, they're trying to make the other person feel belittled, you know, because I want you to do what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be either or, you know, it just depends on the person. But either way, neither one of them is right because you want to, if it happened to you in your past, in your past relationships or how you grew up, it's a generational curse that needs to be broken because you don't want your kids to be going down that same road doing what you're doing. The way this world going now, you just say one thing and people snap. Oh, man. So, you know, the curses has to be broken somewhere. Yeah. And if it don't start with your, with your family, if it didn't start with your family, you got to start with you. One of the things that uh, I, I see a lot at work is um, we'll have students on site and they'll get into verbal conflicts. And when you start to really dig into why you do that, well, why did you say that? Why you feel this way? It becomes a, a direct reflection and tie into how they communicate at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so they bring that into their environment. Mm-hmm. Spouses, they take that type of thing from their home into work or they go to work. They don't have a voice. They come home. They pop off on wife. They pop off on husband because now, you know, this is my safe space. And even they still don't have a voice at home. So then, you know, they stuck. They don't have a voice at work. They don't have a voice at home. They didn't have a voice growing up. Yeah. So what are you supposed to do then? So it sounds like those type of people, those situations we need to be healed from. Yeah. Right. And so that goes back to, okay, I have freedom. But what is this freedom for? But healing can't take place if you don't admit it. You have to admit that you need healing, that there is an issue. That's a problem. That um, So that way healing can take place. That yes. way you can be totally and completely healed from it. You know, it won't pass it down to your children. No. It, well, and the thing is, we'll pass it down because we'll model it in front of them. Right. You know what I mean? So what, what we, and we'll actually use those things on our friends and unintentionally sometimes. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Because... How I communicate is how I, 
I have to be able to come here with you, with the kids, and with my family, my, 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 my close circle, and have them be able to challenge me. Yeah. They have, we have to develop the, the confidence and the comfort that when our circle, whatever that close circle is for you, mine is my wife and my kids, or, and there's maybe like one or two other people. But so it is, they have the ability to really just pull my chain and say, bro, you're out of pocket. Yeah. You're really out of pocket with that behavior, right? Mm -hmm. This does not resemble freedom in Christ. No, it doesn't. It says that you're bound to something else mm -hmm. and you're not at liberty yet. This is why you could be fighting so hard because you're fighting to make yourself free, but you're not accepting the freedom that's in Christ. Yeah, correct. So, mm -hmm. um, go ahead. Uh, for number three, mm -hmm. um, give and take. Mm -hmm. Number four, be yourself. If not, it leads to stress and resentment. Yes. So give and take, give and take is mutual. It's the mutual respect. You have to, I have to respect you. You got to respect me. First of all, I got to take that back. It's not respect. It's honor. Mm -hmm. We have to honor one another. So if I, if I honor, if I honor my spouse and if you honor your spouse, then respect is going to automatically come. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that we're doing that for each other and not just you taking from me and I'm just giving to you. Mm -hmm. It's it's not, it's not right in, in no kind of way. Um, and being yourself, you just, you have to let the person be who they are. Yeah. You know, they, they flaws and all. You knew they had flaws before you married them. Facts. So all you have to do is help them with those, with those flaws. You know, if they don't realize they have those flaws, how about you point it out in a nice, loving way and say, hey, babe, let's do this. Let's work on this. If you see that person falling, hey, um, remember, we was going to agree that we're going to help you with this part and you're going to help me with that part, you know, with our flaws. And that way y'all can pick each other up. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all can do this thing together. It, in that way, it's not one-sided. It's not one-sided. And that's the benefit of being married. You, you, your 360 is covered when you're married. Right. A single person, uh, they have to be blessed with someone or their circle around them that they can trust. And they could be naked and, un, naked and unashamed yeah. in front of. Mm -hmm. The beauty of having a wife, the beauty of supposedly having a husband, is a place where you can feel safe to be wrong safe to have an opinion that's not always rooted in fact sometimes right. it could be my opinion is this is how i feel you know and it's okay to have an opinion though I yeah mean, a lot of people talk yeah. about you shouldn't have opinions in your marriage yeah, it's that's not true you should have an opinion you want to have an opinion in your marriage For real. because you don't want to be one of the ones that say yes ma'am yes sir all the time and you know your opinion don't matter that's not that's not a marriage yeah that's slavery and i'm not i'm not about that and you shouldn't be about that either no. You should not be slaves in your marriage. That's what the word said, right? Yeah. That's what, that's what it means by saying that you have freedom. Freedom. Right. So one of the things that uh, we do is, and it seems kind of strange sometimes to people when they see it, I like having my wife's feedback, right? Now, you don't always do, listen to or agree to it. but Well, see, that's that iron sharpening iron thing, right? I may not see your perspective in the immediate presentation of it. Sometimes it's like, I don't understand. And I have to make room for her to say, okay, well, I don't know the way to say it right now. This is the only way I know how to say it. And so this is, I, I don't understand. And we may just have to put a pin in that thing and say, okay, well, is this life and death? Will we right. go? Will we be bankrupt if we don't make this decision? Will we be homeless if we don't make this decision? Are we going to die from starvation? If it's going to be life and death decisions, then we work through it. But if it's right. just like you know, 
man, you know, we're going to take a vacation. Okay, well, fine then. We got 12 months, by the grace of God, to take a vacation. Mm-hmm. Put a pen in it. It does not have to. And I think that's part of the, the pressure of, I got to get it done now. Yeah. You know what I mean? The beauty of marriage is this. is till death do you part. Now, you want to be intentional. You want to have purpose. You want to be driven. But you want to make sure you're in stride. Right. I cannot outpace her. She cannot outpace me, whether it's the intent of my heart. My words still have to provide grace and communicate effectively to the hearer. If I'm not having grace and communicating effectively with her, she's going to sound off. And here's the one thing I I call it the echo effect. Some people call uh, active listening. But if I say something in a certain way, eventually it's going to come back to me the way I said it. Yeah. Right. So if I get into the Grand Canyon, I yell, Larry, 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 Larry is going to come back. Right. So eventually over time, we're going to start to say things in a certain way. She's going to go, oh, this is what he means by that. So now my freedom has now increased because I don't need to have an entire definition of what I say. When I, hey, babe, I'll be back. I'm going to the store. Right. Well, what store? Why are you going? How long are you going to be there? Pick this up while you're there. Well, I'm not going to that kind of store. But why didn't you say that? So, so now we have to develop our language. We have to develop mm-hmm. that comfortability that we have in marriage. Trust. That trust, right? So uh, what is it not? What is it not? What is verbal freedom so, not? We have three of those. Listening. Mm-hmm. Number one, listening to the person without having sincere thought at finding and balance outcome. Mm-hmm. Number two, taking your spouse thoughts, views, or questions for granted. And three, seeking your way versus what is best for the entire family. Sometimes you're not going to get what you want. Right. That's true. I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, I work, I done paid all these bills. I, I deserve it. You, you do, but maybe the time is not right. Maybe someone needs to be able to come and say, hey, babe, 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 I agree. You, you do, you've earned that. Maybe not right now. Let's go over with the, the list of priorities that we have for the family. Let's go over right. the list of priorities that we have for each other or even for you. Because sometimes we'll get so selfish and we need a break. We'll need that, 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 that fix, mm-hmm. right? That someone needs to be able to come in and save us from us. Right. But if my spouse doesn't have the freedom to speak and me hear her, how does she help me prevent me from causing myself harm? Right. That you, know? you don't trust what I say to you gonna be is is truth. Yeah. You know you don't trust that I'm gonna um have your interests, your best interests in mind, and in my heart versus you know, eh, whatever. Uh, I don't want hear nothing you gotta say. I just want you to listen to me, and I want everything to go my way. That don't That's work. not a marriage. You might as well be single. Stay single. Don't Stay get single. married. Don't get married, because you can't be selfish in marriage. You have to become unselfish in a marriage. Because it's not about just you. It's about you and your spouse. That's right. It's about it's about the last name. You'll hear that said off and on as long as you listen to us. It's not always about you. It's about that last name. Did he not make two one flesh? That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. So and, and and so I think a lot of times in our society, currently right now, it seems as though men are being shoved into a certain corner marriage is being shoved into a certain corner 
because they want to shut down the, the, the dynamic of what marriage mm-hmm. looks like. But I think it's because a lot of times we, we've given it a, a bad view. Right. Right. I heard something said uh, on a particular podcast by a, one of the guys. And if you listen to it, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Um, in Christianity, we've not necessarily done the best job at making marriage something that's desirable. We did. We haven't done a good job at presenting it in such a way that people go, oh, yeah, this is a blessing. Mm-hmm. We haven't conducted it that way. Yeah. So because we haven't, it makes it hard. Right. And some of the hardest things to see is when you get you get couples that are in the streets and then you realize that, you know, or these these people are Christians. Right. They're they're believers. Mm-hmm. But their conversation and how they speak of their spouse and or how they you, you see them kind of like uh, handle their spouse verbally or even worse at times it, it doesn't always give off that vibe of oh this is a blessing from god right this is this institution of marriage mm-hmm. and how it flows and how it works and how iron sharpens iron even in marriage That's is right. a blessing um the, mm-hmm. the the divorce rates are higher i think sometimes yeah. in the church than they are in the world yeah it is which is interesting right mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, I, I did the stats one day. I'm, I'm going to work that in at one point, but not right now. But the stats are, they're lawyers, they're attorneys. They're planning at least 700,000 divorces per year. That's how they build their divorce business. They say it's going to be 740 some odd thousand divorces per year. And it's going to cost us X amount of dollars to get those things execute, executed. So, you know, this is how much money I can basically charge and this is how much I can make. Mm-hmm. They're planning on us failing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because we're not presenting it. We're not presenting life in such a way that is pleasing to one another. Because we're not working. We have to work in marriage. There marriage is no work. way that you cannot work in a marriage and think a marriage is going to be successful. You have to work at it just like you have to work to be saved. You yeah. got to work in marriage. Yeah. You got to work to make a living. And it can't be that 50 50. No. It got to be a 100 100. I'm not coming 50 50. No. no, I don't want that. I want. I'm not coming halfway, and I don't want you coming halfway. We gonna be 100 together. We gonna. That's so it. So it's gonna be 200 instead of 100. We going all so in. We're not doing that 50 50 stuff. Not no 80 20 either. Or 20 80 rule. We're not doing none of those kind of rules. If it's not 100, we don't want it. Yeah. So if you find people that are not willing to have a, an honest conversation, you may have a, a good trigger point there. Yeah. Be on the lookout. Keep your so, eyes open. So while you're dating. Don't be so in love right, that you can't see points. and hear. Yeah, yeah, you're missing key points. Yeah. So because if you don't miss those, uh, catch those key points right now, when you get married, you're gonna catch them, and then you're gonna want to walk because you know you're not gonna want to handle it. You're not gonna want to put the work in for it. But it was already presented to you in the beginning before you got married. So be open-minded. Yeah. Eyes open, ears open. So, my dear brother, your intelligent decision that you put a ring on, that you spent all that money to marry, you put up all this life that you said that you was going to put away just for this one woman, um, it's important that you learn to have an ear to hear her. Right. Right? Vice versa. Sis, you took that man's last name or you moved into his, you put that ring on your finger and said, yeah, this my man. I'm owning this one right here. Back up, ladies. He was worth listening to. You both talked yourself into the future. Right. Put the work in. Yeah. Put the work in. Put the work in. Put it's the guard it. down and put the work in. It's worth right. it. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. So, um, I don't know. So, some of y'all may not know. You know, uh, the 28th 
of last month, July 26. the 26th and the 28th. You just said 28th. Well, I'm counting the 28th because that's I when I had my mind right. No, I need you to get the correct. Okay, date. you want the whole thing. 26. Okay, so the 26th of July, we got married. It would equate to 31 years of her and I being one and in covenant. So right. for, I praise God for that. However, I began to mature as a husband on year 20. So mm-hmm. technically, I have been a husband, not just married, for 21 years. Yeah. That's true. So that's probably going to be one of the other things that we kind of tackle up. Uh, there's a difference between being married and being a husband and being a wife. Don't let the world get y'all jacked up. Yeah. yeah. Got people running around here. I'm married, but you ain't a husband yet. Uh-uh. I'm married, but you're not a wife yet. Uh-uh. So. Well, all right. That is it. Thank you for your time. Thank you we, for your time. We appreciate you. If you have any questions, you can always email us. Let us know. Um, if there's anything that you want to talk about, email us. Let us know. Like, share, and follow. We really appreciate it. Instagram, Facebook. We got the webpage, got the podcast. Hope you have a blessed day. YouTube is going to be coming out soon. We get these videos cataloged. We going to start loading some stuff up. We let you know when that's going to happen. And uh, like I said, we're still working on the website. So please keep in touch. And remember, it's a journey journey and and not not a sprint. sprint. See you next time.